Jerry, how you doing, man? This is Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah, I just wrapped up that meeting over at, uh, Rock Nation. What a snoozer. Uh, anyways, I think we've resolved the Kaepernick situation. He won't be coming back. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got this guy, uh, JV, I guess he's a junior varsity guy. JZ, JPJ, I don't know, something or another. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, we told him we cut him in a little entertainment deal. We gave him some aspirations about ownership and, you know, he thinks he's got he's got big ideas like they all do. I think they're gonna make us change, but you know, we'll let them think what they wanna think and we'll keep on doing what we need to do. You know, maybe if he says something nice we might implement it. But I don't know. Doesn't sound like he has much of a plan. Anyways. Uh, can you call over to Miss Luann and have her go ahead and release the Popeye's chicken sandwiches? Thanks, man. Take it easy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers in Law Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Jesse McCoy, and I am here with the world's leading legal humorist and the only Sean Carter that people still like. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's the first time in years that I felt good not to be Jay-Z. Oh, Oh. For years, I used to go around. I think you saw me the first time at, 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 a, at a school event. I go around these school events, and as soon as they introduced Sean Carter, everybody got their lip poked out, right? Because I'm the wrong <laughs> Sean Carter. Hey, listen, a moment. I, w- I want to introduce the, another special guest that we have that'll be joining us because we're trying to bring our audience only the most illustrious guests. And we have with us tonight someone who made the transition from government lawyer to stand up comedian, Robert Jenkins. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. Now, Robert, before we get started, I want the audience at home to hear this funny audio clip. Get that job. I got in trouble because I said nigga at work. <laughs> Don't clench your ass cheeks. It's fine. <laughs> I was sitting in my office. My supervisor, he came in. He said, Robert, I got to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He shuts the door. He comes over to me. He says, now, I can't tell you who said it. But somebody told me that you said nigga. And I said, well, you just said it. <laughs> That's not how this works, motherfucker. He was like, you can't go around saying stuff like that. It's offensive. Offensive to who? I'm the only nigga here. <laughs> I can't offend myself. He was like, if you don't stop, we're going to send you to diversity training. I said, before you do that, we need diversity, motherfucker. You can't. <laughs> you got to tell us, everybody I think wants to know your origin story, how you became the Joker man. Did you did, did your parents get shot in front of a comedy club? <laughs> did you fall into a, a vat of, of laughing gas? How do you go from lawyer to, to comic? Man, what, actually, the backstory, I'm still a lawyer. I still, I still have my day job. So I'm doing both of them. Still doing it. Uh, man, this is going to sound corny as shit, but I actually, through therapy, started doing stand-up comedy. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. So y'all want the long story or the short story? I, we, we we want the one that's that, 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 that's got about three jokes in it. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, okay. So 
I grew up in Detroit. I was born and raised in Detroit, and, uh, you know, I always kind of wanted to be a lawyer, and it was something that, you know, I kind of dreamed of for a long time, and, uh, you know, that was my goal. I was like, okay, I want to be an attorney. I want, I'm gonna make it. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. And I got to it. You know, I got, I became licensed in 2007, graduated from mm-hmm. law school, passed the bar exam, whatnot. And I'm a couple years into practicing. It's about 2010, 2011, and I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got everything. Now, of course, I'm a lawyer. That comes with the fucking trade. But <laughs> you know. I had made it to where I thought I was supposed to be, you know, everything's supposed to be good, and I just wasn't good, you know. Right, I, had, right. I was married, you know, I had the car, I was, everything you, on paper, it looks like the end of the story, like the success story, but, you know, right. it wasn't. And so, you know, I was going through depression and all that type of stuff, and I went and saw a therapist, and my therapist, uh, he told me, he said, look, man, it looks like you don't have any inspiration. You just wake up, you do whatever it is you do, Go to bed, wake up and do it again. I'm like, yeah, well, pretty be pretty right with that one, you know. So I'm right. just sitting there and he says, When was the last time you did something and you lost track of time? Hmm. And I had to think all the way back to my first year of law school when I was supposed to be I hosted this talent show and I had uh-huh. to write jokes. Okay. Yeah, and I went back to that, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I was writing for like eight hours, lost complete track of time, just completely engrossed in everything. You know, I'd always been a comedy fan, but I never thought it was something I could do. I used to go to shows. I used to go to comedy clubs a lot. And, uh, you know, I told him about that. He said, man, I don't know if you're going to be no good, you know. What kind of support but, is that? All right. It's a disclaimer. He was keeping it, he kept it 100, man. He was All like, right. look, I don't know if you're going to be no good, but you should give it a try. And so that's what happened. I went and signed up for, you know, I read a couple books, went and signed up for comedy class, uh, a comedy uh, open mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, July 5th, 2012, that's when I started. Oh. Man, and I gotta tell you, I got a, I got a similar story. The thing that you said that really that 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 hit me in the head was when you talk about losing track of time. I had a corporate yeah. job, you know, making good money, you know, office. Mm-hmm. I sit two doors down from the CEO, right in the company. Everything yeah, okay. was cool, and I'm like you, just going to work, you know, doing my thing, not thinking anything of it. And I said, you know, I started thinking of other things to do, and I was gonna write. I wrote a book. Um, you know, okay. by the way, if you, if you're in the audience, you want a copy of that book, um, you get several hundred still in my garage, uh, give me, <laughs> go ahead and contact us. Um, you can, you can, I'll send you all of them for, 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 for the right amount. Um, maybe an offer. But the point was, though, is that, you know, I, so I started writing this book and the day I knew I had to quit my job was I started writing one night in my office at home and I looked up and the sun was up. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay. wait a minute, but I got, I got to work, by the way. I ain't slept all night. I forgot to sleep because I had gotten so mm-hmm. engrossed in writing this thing. And that's when I was like, I got to quit. I got to do this. Right? I can't possibly, yep. you know, if I got something that I, I enjoy like that. But you had the good sense not to quit, which is that there's some, there's some, there's some, you know, it's, it's nice to have some benefits. Uh, 
want to keep my teeth looking right, you know. Oh, no, I, 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 I got nothing but fronts. I lost all the back. You, you can't take care of the back on your own. Right? You, I, I'm a dumb and steak, like, like, you know, chewing with the front teeth, right? Uh, so <laughs> you can't keep back teeth and your own health care. So I get that. Um, but, no, so you've been, you've been out there. Now, you mentioned something earlier about the fact that you put some miles on your car. You've been driving to, to yeah. these events? How far yeah, will you drive? I got, uh, drive as far as 10 hours, man. You know, so I've, I've been <laughs> out. I'll, hey, I got this car. I've had this car a year, and I done put 40,000 miles on it. <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll drive I'll 10 hours good. each way to, 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 to sling your jokes, huh? Yeah. Hey, man, you got to get out there, shit. I, I you know, hear you. You got to hit the circuit. No, but you you headline, but you've been headlining some stuff recently, right? Yep, yep. I got I headlined uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in in in, uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. It's like three major clubs in Michigan, and that's where I am. I'm out of Lansing, Michigan, so it's like three major clubs: one in Grand Rapids, Dr. Grin's, uh, uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, and then Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, and so. I headlined Ann Arbor in June. I just did Ridley's in July. And next year, Labor Day, I'm booked to do Dr. Grant. So that'll be all three of them. And I always want to lock them down and then move further out, you know, different clubs and headlining different clubs in the Midwest. That's my plan. So, you know, just kind of spreading out, you know. Exactly. Now, one last thing I want to ask you, and we're going to get into the, to this week in blackness. But, you know, we're in a weird time. And I know when I'm out live, for instance, last week I was in North Dakota. When I was there, um, the word Trump didn't leave my mouth. Mm. Oh, no. Right? Yeah, they got open carry there. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not messing with them. <laughs> How are you finding it out on, on the circuit? You know, this is charged times. Can you still make political jokes? Can you, is it, is it crazy out there? Yeah, well, I carry too. <laughs> These jokes ain't the only thing. <laughs> Bro, they just stopped making them motherfuckers when they got up, you know. They still sell them. They sell them to me too. You know, they forgot, I guess, you know. What they, I don't know what they they think niggas ain't got thumbs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's name told us. Doctor Gray told us that we too, you know. Fair enough. Um, and, and, well, I guess there there is that, you know. Um, but I found, you know, that like, you know, a lot of stuff. It's like I try to, and sadly, you know, for the most part, you know, especially, you know, I'm in a corporate setting, you know, stay away yeah. from 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 the politics. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, people, you know, getting real tight, and like you know, I used to make a lot of, you know, r- racial references, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 nowadays, boy, people, you know, there's always some, I can hear the buttholes clenching. Yeah, well, you know, I, like for for your setting, you that's at, you one thousand percent right because it's a corporate setting. It's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? They not they didn't come to the club. You know what I'm Good saying? Point. So I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Me personally, that's the space I live in. So you can Politics, go ahead, okay, and do race, you? That's 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 do my I do my thing. You know, and you know, I guess I show up at the club. It, that's the good thing about hairlining is when you start hairlining, they put your face on the poster, so then they know what the fuck time it is. When it gets because when you feature, you know, because I the, the vast majority of what I do now is still feature work. So the feature act, I'm the I'm the person. I'm for listeners at home. The feature act 
is the person that does like 20 minutes before the headliner. Right. So you have a host that does 10, 15, or whatever, you know, maybe 8, eight to 15, and the feature act would do 20 to 30, depending on what the club is, and the headliner show up. So oftentimes the feature act is not on the poster. So somebody will go to the website, they'll see the headliner, and say, oh, you know, they listen to their clip, say, okay, cool, I want to go see this person. And then here I come, you know, out the blue doing what I do, and they get upset, you know, because they wasn't, they didn't expect to walk in on one of our meetings. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it, it can get hectic. You know, I've had, I've had some people, I've had people threaten me. I had a guy threaten to shoot me. Okay. Once. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's so why you I make sure about, you have your stuff. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I talk about religion too, you know, and that's, a, that's definitely, you know, people get so bent out of shape about that. I come at it, try to come at it from a different angle. But, you know, it's certain words that you you just can't even say these days. You just, I, it's just saying certain words. People just jump on you, you know. So it's 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 a hectic time, man. Yeah, I, I deal with people. I get messages. I get, you know, the comment cards at the club are funny. I like to read them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's it. I laugh at them because they've already paid me, so I don't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I read them and I chuckle. I might sit me some tea when I'm reading those comment cards. <laughs> fair, fair enough. All righty. Now it was a, a big black black week. We're gonna get right to the to the to the big story, uh, Jesse. Um, and you go ahead. You know we probably need to tee this up. Tee it up, and then I'm gonna get the video clip ready or the audio clip ready. Um, and you can go ahead and and and, and try to. Slant it however you want to, because you're out, you outnumbered here at least two to one, probably three to one. <laughs> but so go I'm ahead and undecided. set it up. I'm still undecided. So, <laughs> so anyways, for, for those of you who may not have been paying attention, there was a major transaction that happened, uh, and depending on uh, which side of the line you on determines what you think it's major for. Uh, Jay-Z apparently uh, went behind everybody's back. And decided to sign an agreement that would allow Rock Nation to have complete control over the entertainment selections. Um, there are some conflicting stories about whether or not team ownership interests were, were, were passed along. Uh, but this was done in spite of the fact that, you know, Jay-Z was also allegedly promoting uh, Colin Kaepernick and his movement. So it brought up some interesting conversations and we want to play the clip just so you can hear kind of what Jay-Z has been saying to the questions that America has, uh, as well as some commentary that we've got about it following the clip. What happens, they want to know how you could partner with a league on social justice when Colin Kaepernick, who brought it to the attention of the masses by peacefully protesting against social injustice, is still out of a job. Yeah, that's a great question. There's two parts of protesting. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual say, I hear you. What do we do next? Like everyone heard, and we hear what you're saying, and everybody know I agree with what you're saying. So what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? So reach millions and millions of people, and or we get stuck on Colin not having a job. So what do you yeah. say? All right. So basically, Colin, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, brother, uh, but you need to see if Home Depot's hiring. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right, let's see the next part. Um, so would you, do you, do you hear what you said? 
Okay. I think we've passed kneeling. I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I know we're stuck on it because it's a real thing, but it's a form of protest. I support protests across the board. We need to bring light to the issue. I think everyone knows what the issue is. <laughs> and we're, we're done with that. Damn. Dr. Goodell looking like, hell yeah, we know what the issue is. Get over it. I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't really, oh no. I'm about to miss the meeting because I didn't know we was done. I swear to God, I didn't know we was done. <laughs> well, no, no, exactly. And no, no, and this is what's going to, you know, as the elder Sean Carter, I'm two years older than Jay-Z. All right. I know I look like his daddy, <laughs> but I'm two years older than him. And, and, and he said, I love that, which was, the, the question was, would you kneel or, or, or would you stand? And he was like, you know, we, we, we passed kneeling. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know about you, but I'm still not getting up for the national anthem. I, I sit in the middle of the, uh, I, I sit down in the middle of the stadium. I was in the stadium recently, uh, for a high school football game with, a, with all white people. Now, fortunately, I was sitting in the Mormon section. So I think I could take the Mormons. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they wouldn't go with my ass. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't do that necessarily in the hillbilly section, but I, I sat there like, 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 you know, like, like, like Francis Scott Key owe me money. And I ain't getting up for shit. Um, and so Jay-Z is, so Jay-Z gonna stand now and put his hand over his heart? Damn. But well, see, yeah. I, I didn't take it, I didn't take it like that. Like I, I took it as for every movement, there's a, there's a demonstration to promote awareness of an issue, just like you said. Right, okay. But at some point, there is a segment of our people who are enamored by just passionate resistance, right? But at some point, if you want to deal with the issue, there needs to be an action item. So, yeah, he wants to call off the protest before we do the action item. He wants to call off the bus boycott before we get Rosa in the front seat. Right. Well, we well, front seat yet. You, can, you can very well do both. I mean, it's not like here's the thing about the protesting, the, the whole kneeling thing. Nobody's harmed except for white people's feelings. That's it. And the only people that's hurt. It's not like you you are stopping anything by kneeling. So it's not like it's just it's an act of resistance, just like anything else. But it's it's symbolic and it's effective, and that's why they want you to stop doing it. If it wasn't effective, they wouldn't give a shit. So until the situation is rectified, there's no reason why you don't you you should you should stop. I mean, because Absolutely. you're getting your point across. But that's but that's my issue, right? So what what is rectification, right? So like when this thing started, uh Colin Kaepernick was using his platform as an NFL player to bring attention to police brutality. Right. Now I think we would all acknowledge that the NFL does not necessarily control police directly, right? right. So their whole position right. is police buy tickets to the game too. We don't want to be involved in this argument, period. And I think where okay. they messed up was when Colin said, okay, that's fine that you don't want to be involved, but I'm going to be involved. Then they silenced him by blackballing him from the league. Okay. Now, well, or I say yeah. they, the NFL uh, did not blackball allegedly just all the owners collectively. <laughs> that <laughs> right. He can't play for any right. of those teams, but it wasn't an NFL thing. Uh, so uh, anyways, so after that, uh, Colin goes into what I felt like were his action items as far as know your right seminars, raising money for different uh, social activist groups and doing a great job at it. Likewise, 
Jay-Z, at least in recent history, has a history of getting people attorneys who were in Black Lives Matter and got arrested in Ferguson and in Baltimore and all this stuff. So it's not like he's coming from this just strictly from a capitalist perspective. My my concern is at some point we as a people need to know what the end goal was. And we thought, at least I thought when um, we did this podcast at the very beginning of the protest, we thought, okay, well, obviously the league is 80% players that are black and those right. players are going to say, no, nah, we're not going to deal with that. But when we turned on the TV and saw the players marching, <laughs> holding lock arm with Jerry Jones, what <laughs> anthem. To me, it was like, oh, there is no action item at this point. Um, we're just back to status quo. Uh, and unfortunately, that makes uh, Colin Kaepernick a casualty, but he's still a hero. So I'm, I'm wondering, just from both men's perspectives, what are the, the action items? Like, nobody knows. And that's why I need to get more facts. Go ahead. Here's the thing that bugs me about the NFL stance. And this is why I feel like things are unresolved because the NFL hasn't done nearly as much as they could have done if they gave a shit about police brutality, right? So you say, yeah, cops buy tickets to white guys buy tickets and watch the games too, right? I think that's the wrong approach. The Instead of saying we don't want to upset them, I think what they should have said is, are they willing to walk away based on justice? Right. Okay? Yeah, they're upset. But anybody with two brain cells to rub together understands that black people are right about this. They just want to be assholes, and they don't want to support. So if you're the NFL, what you say is, you know what? We're going to stand with the players, and if you don't like the NFL, and you want to walk away, I guarantee you we can get fans to replace you. Well, and, and here's the thing is, is that maybe they can and, and maybe they can't. It's interesting. In the NBA, all right, the players can wear Black Lives Matter stuff or LeBron can wear a fuck Trump T-shirt if he want to, okay, and yep. the owners don't say shit. The reason why is because those players are smart enough to band together and say, hey, this is our league. If you, if you if you want to sit here and 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 uh and put out a product that looks like I don't know um fourth grade basketball, go ahead. But unless you want people, if you want people dunking, uh, you need our black asses. Shut the hell up, okay? Right. But well, somehow the NFL nothing. players can't figure that out, and here's why: they already got CTE, and and their dumbasses <laughs> already brain damaged. So the hell with it. I well, mean, think about how crazy it is. They're the only league, for instance, that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. So basketball, mm, if you get you hurt like like uh like like um what, what Kevin Durant did, Kevin Durant get forty million dollars next year for not playing because he got right. a guaranteed contract. Right. All right, these you fools know, got the most dangerous sport, and if they get hurt Tuesday, they on the unemployment line broke on Wednesday. Yeah. Mm. You know, and also the big difference, I think, the players don't have nearly as much power in the NFL because number one, all the star players up until maybe fifteen years ago were white because they are quarterbacks. Well, and true, and don't get me wrong. The so, top ten players paid in the league are still white boys, almost, almost. Yeah, they're quarter, they're quarterbacks, because you know the majority of the court of the quarterbacks in the league are white. And if there's going to be any star on the team, it's probably going to be the quarterback. So you have that angle going, and then also it's not a super marketable league because people wear helmets. Right. 
You know, you're rooting for the team. It's about the team when it comes to football. You may have great players, but on, but individual players can only get you so far in the NFL, whereas you saw some of the teams LeBron took to the finals, like, right, them right. teams super trash, and he got them to the finals because he was just that dominant. He was just that great of a player. So in the NBA, one player can have a whole lot of pull, you know. Right. No offense to Booby Gibson. Well, here's the thing, and that is you know, a, a good point about any individual NFL player. But if I can guarantee you, if all because for example, if the quarterback's white, but he ain't gonna throw the ball to a white boy, all right? He ain't gonna have a white boy no, running right. the ball, right? And, and, no, and so certainly right. the players can say, hey, you know what? You, you know what? Matter of fact, Tom Brady, you can you can start on Sunday if you want to, but you'll be throwing it to the kicker. All right, you, you, let me see how well you do on third and, and, and 15 trying to throw out to the punter. Um, and, and, and so they could have always, at, you know, gone that route and collectively say, hey, any one of us individually, we're not powerful enough, but we're 80% of the team. You need to get a new team. We don't have Kyle, Kyle, Kyle up in here. They could have got it done, but they don't, they can't figure out how to do that for themselves, right? To get guaranteed contracts. So, you know, they were going to be no use. My theory about the other case, and like I said, Jay, Jesse, you do have a good point. We don't know what Jay-Z's idea is here. And my no. theory of the case is Jay-Z was basically like, look, Colin not going to get his job back. That's gone. The players could have controlled that. They don't control They're not going to get it for him. And you know what? They're, they're, they're offering me this big bag of cash. And, and at what point I, I, I might as well take my cash. Jay-Z's been telling us for 20 years who he is. This is the, the line. I, I, I took this line from um, the, the, the song, and the song is called A Moment of, a Moment of Clarity. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z says, if skills sold, if, I'm sorry, if skills sold, truth be told, I'd probably lyrically be Talib, Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. I ain't rhyming <laughs> like common like sense. Common sense yeah. And, and when your sense got that much in common and you've been hustling since your inception, fuck perception, go with what makes sense. Since I know what I'm up against, we as rappers must decide what's most important. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them, so I got rich and give back. That's the win-win. And, and basically, Jay-Z has told us for years, when it, the number one priority for him is going to be getting his money. He thinks that the best way he can give back is to be rich and then to do the things that he does, the lawyers, Black Lives Matters, etc., and so his yeah, idea says, hey, I'm getting this money from the NFL, whatever it is, from Rock Nation. My, my, my company now has, you know, premier status with the league, is a, is, you know, and, and as a result, you know, I'll make a few extra million and I'll give that, you know, give some of that, right, to to the poor, and that's the win-win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that at the same time, like, you already got a billion dollars. <laughs> right. Right. You know and I mean? Beyonce. Like Let's a, not forget like a, Beyonce. With a, with a B. <laughs> no, no. Like he, a right. Here's the problem I think that, that we all fall into, and, and I'm guilty of this too, right, is that, you know, we live in a capitalist society, but very few of us are capitalists. I, I'm certainly not. All right. I, by the way, own my own business, two businesses. I'm still not a capitalist because guess what? If I don't show up to tell the jokes, I, I don't get paid. I, I tell people all the time, I'm a tall day laborer. I just speak a little better English than the guy in front of Home Depot, just a little bit better English and a little bit taller. But when Lamigra comes, I'm running too. All right, I'm just a, a damn day laborer, right. and I work for my money. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, I, once I have enough money, I don't want to work anymore. But when your money works for you, you can't get enough money because why would you? Yeah. 
So he yeah, just out there yeah. adding money. He show up to this thing, and all the rest of the money come to him. He ain't got to do a damn thing for it before. So he's always going to choose to plant more money. So, I mean, if you have to work for your money, you might say, hey, I got enough now. But if you can plant the money and make it make more money, you don't really care anymore. You you, you can't ever get enough. It'd be like asking a farmer, you got enough vegetables. But this but yeah. this is my issue, though. My my issue is, ain't like he just came into a billion dollars. Like He's got money. He's been here money way before the Kaepernick thing happened. So if if it was just a matter of him saying, hey, you know what, I'm just trying to get in, right. then he's got the money to do that. I have to believe that the reason that it's all coming together at this particular point in time is because he has some kind of objective or plan for what it is that he's trying to do. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, again, I, I need more facts. If, if I knew kind of what the plan was, and I knew what we were measuring. I would feel a lot better about it, particularly since I would have liked to see Colin Kaepernick at the table, given approval to the deal. Um, right. since that time, right. we've heard about, you know, other artists, we've heard about J, JD saying that, yeah, I was offered the same deal too. I don't know if I believe that, but if that was true, my point is, JD, you should have went and got your money. You should have been sitting there listening to another grown man tell you what to do with your millions of dollars, right? So, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. My my point is that I just feel like I don't want to rush to criticize Jay Z when I don't know what his plan is. Well, but and I think the, for the people who just call him sellout, that's harsh. The sounds harsh. Yeah, I don't think he's a sellout. I think he made a mistake. I don't think he's a sellout. Well, and exactly. So, Robert, you think basically that this is going to end up hurting him in the long run, right? That he's going to lose a little cred, a little fan, some, some, some money on the other side. Yeah, because, you know, you got to, when you're dealing with them, you got to understand that it's the purpose behind anything they offer you. You know, mm-hmm. like they offered him this whole deal just so they could get that one picture of him skinning and grinning mm-hmm. with the deal. That was mm-hmm. it. That was all they wanted. Exactly. Now, you're totally right about that. But here's the thing is, though, I think Jay-Z makes a calculation here that says black people might get mad, but they still will go buy the next album, especially if Beyonce appears on it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting on the I'm probably getting it. And that's why I think, you know, as as black people, we don't hold the line as much. I got to give, you know, these racist-ass white people a little bit of credit. When the Dixie Chicks stepped out of line, stepped out of their lane, their asses had to show up at Home Depot the next weekend. They couldn't, they they couldn't sell out my house. All right. Yeah. You know when when, when you when you cross the the, the the races, they don't play that shit. But you know what we do on something like you mm-hmm. remember that woman Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah, we don't remember her name anymore. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I forget her name. Croissant Michelle. But she performed at Trump's inauguration. And she's in this bitch donating plasma now. I know. I mean, she had a little career going too. If she fucked around and signing at the at Trump's inauguration, yeah. First of all, don't she got some good plasma? I gotta get a little bit myself. Don't don't think about plasma. But you're right. But here's the thing is, though, it wasn't a sacrifice for us because we didn't know her at Croissant uh, or what is her name, Christabel. We didn't know her name anyway, right? Jay-Z's yeah. a little different. You know, and that's what it is. It's like, you know, we, we think about it. Mary, Mary. They just marry now. 
Because one of the Marys came out. <laughs> and we were like, the hell with y'all. You got to get the other Mary out of here, right? We're just going to do one Mary right. now. But, you know, but the thing about it is we weren't really digging that much Mary anyway. We were only buying about 35 albums every time anyway, all right? Yeah. Um, and the you know, church choir bought, you know, 22 of them, right? So it's not like, you know, but Jay-Z is big. I'm, and I'll give you a great example. Remember when Monique came out and said we should boycott Netflix? Mm-hmm. Shit. We yeah. we had we actually got <laughs> Monique lost money from that. We got mad at Monique. <laughs> suggesting that we get rid of Netflix. <laughs> but Monique was right though. I That's don't matter. Like, she was right. She was one she was one thousand percent right. You know, did and it you turned see, out, you see you know, things have happened things have happened to kind of prove her right, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it didn't Nope, people didn't support her like they should have. No, no, no exactly. Because you know, we're not gonna give up Bird Box Fire Festival. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when it was just us or whatever that was. You know, the Central Park. You know, and, and, and I think that's what it is. It's like you know, the reason that that the NFL is towing the line with you know, because I got to tell you, my theory of the case is that the NFL owners don't care one way or the other. They don't care if the cops shoot my son or not. They really don't give a damn. But they do yeah. care how much more money they're going to make next year. And if you got to go get new fans, yeah. that's more expensive than keeping the old ones. So they do a poll. If old fans want cops shooting people, they go on with cops shooting people. Well, they care if if they shoot your son or not, if your son on the team. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the team, then, you know, you know, that's one of our niggas. We need to right. Here's the thing, though. They didn't really care about that. Remember when the one brother, I forgot what he played for, Cleveland or someone, got jacked up in the parking lot? Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't give a damn. I remember him. I can't uh-huh. remember his name, though. This was that, that, Exactly. That's how much the police, that's they're how like, much even the team like cared about that. Something like that. Exactly. Now, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, and I think you had, you know, if they cared, what could the NFL do with a city that was, that was, that was, uh. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, you know, what I would have liked to see the NFL do, you know, the NFL's 32 teams. 32 metropolitan areas that they're in. Right. They have a lot of influence on the policing in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think, you know, you take New England. I mean, Boston's racist as shit. Okay. Absolutely. So you got you got New England Patriots. This New England Patriots owner says, look, if y'all keep fucking with black people in this city, I will move. I will pick this whole fucking team up and move it. Okay. I bet you, I bet you all of them Patriots fans, uh, would be wearing I can't breathe t shirts. <laughs> you know. You know, that's the thing. You gotta exert the influence you gotta use the power that you have. That's how you judge people and organizations. What can they do? What do they do when they can do whatever they want? Okay? So mm. these teams have all of this power and all this influence in the especially New England, you know, when I was fucking with the NFL, I was a Detroit Lions fan. And if the Lions said something, we wouldn't listen because them motherfuckers don't win, <laughs> okay? So, <laughs> you know, they got no influence in the city because they don't win shit. But if you're right. a winning team like the Patriots, you can exert a lot of pressure on city government, on on the police, and right. people would just have to shut up and, and, and listen, you know? So, yeah, well, but they could have done something like that, but they didn't too. They Obviously, they wasn't invested. They didn't care. So. No, I mean, I give you an example. Remember the couple of years ago, the brother plays for the Seattle, um, the Seattle Seahawks. One of their best defense alignment was in Vegas, got assaulted um, by the police or whatever, roughed up a little bit. Now, remember, this is a star well, of the team. It, right? 
Bennett, there you go. Start a team. And the owner was like, he literally said, his name is Bennett. I ain't in it. Yeah. 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 Wasn't yeah. it Michael Bennett? I think yeah, it's Michael Bennett. Yeah, literally said Michael Bennett. And the owner's like, yeah, but his name is Bennett, but I ain't in it, right? I don't give a damn. They're, they, they're pretty outspoken, too. Him and his brother are pretty like, outspoken about stuff. So, yeah, they, hey, they got their money. They owe. They white. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> like as long as you know they, they their fans you know don't care one way to you know and for them like you said for football the problem with any one player on a football team is you know you're a cog in the wheel unless you're the quarterback they don't give a damn matter of fact Patriots prove that the Patriots mm-hmm. last year won the Super Bowl with me I played uh, the defensive uh, tackle <laughs> right uh, my my four year old son he was running back they don't give a damn right as long as you got Tom Brady you know Belichick will throw fifty two people in, in, around you and get, get at least get to the NFC AFC title game they, right. They will go get three niggas from Jiffy Lube. <laughs> <laughs> and they be your slot and your wild. Absolutely. Uh, and ready to be hitting them see, on the number. And yep. and see, this, this is kind of why I'm also giving a little bit more credence to Jay-Z. Because I feel like Jay-Z, uh, yes, he's all the things that we described today. He's a capitalist and all that. But he's our capitalist, right? Like he's ours. He, his his stories are a soundtrack of our life. And deep down inside the recesses of my soul, I right. feel like all I got to do is go out here and sell crack, and I'll be able to catch up and own, and own teams, too. That's terrible, man. That's, you got man, it's, it's, man, I've been on Facebook watching niggas that I didn't know for decades talk about business. Like, I remember you from high school, nigga. You couldn't count then. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> talking about economics. Just using terms they ain't never even heard of. You know, it was, man, dudes kill me. Because, you know, guys claim that women are emotional. You should see how some of these grown-ass men have been defending Sean Carter. Like oh, I don't even want to person. talk about some of those oh grown-ass men who've been defending them <laughs> online. They've been fighting. They ready to, people are ready to fight you because you said something <laughs> negative about Jay-Z. Hey, man, he preaching the gospel, man. 444 is gospel. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he wants me. all that for shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I was, I'm, I'm a Jay-Z fan. I bought, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I got the distinction. I know I got to be the only one on, on this call. I bought the damn book. Right, where you wrote down his lyrics, I didn't even know you could just Google the damn thing. I got a book of his no, lyrics. I, I, right? I, got, I, got, I, I got the book. <laughs> Don't tell me we all got, got the, the book. book. Why we got the book? That's ridiculous. I bought the book. I got it. As a we were trying to decode it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I what read all the lyrics. As far as music and all that other shit is is unquestioned. You know what right? I'm saying? But at the same time. Niggas make mistakes, <laughs> you know. Well, that there is that, and also the fact that you know, and we got to stop doing this as, as just liberals. Period. I, I thought about this today. It's like we're constantly nominating people to be the savior. All right, uh, that that haven't even asked for the job. You know, we nominated Robert Mueller to be the guy to take down the, the U.S. government. The guy who was the head of the FBI, but we knew he was going to take down Trump. He never said, "I'm getting Trump." Remember, they were always Mueller time, Mueller time. And Mueller was like, I, I, what you talking about? My job my whole life has been to cover up this bullshit. Like, what the hell yeah. you think I'm going to do now? I'm going to tell you yeah, that the U.S. government nothing. was 
right? You know, we, we do that shit all the time where we just appoint people. Now, Jay-Z is, is a decent brother, right? But he never once said, I'm Jay-Z the king. Right, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm Jay Z Abernathy. Right, I'm running. I'm I'm, a, I'm 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 doing the civil rights. Jay Z even from day one has been like, I'm making my money. All right, yeah. And so he's I, you motivated know, my money. There you go. And I ain't, I ain't mad at him. Like you said, he's, he's a great example for us. Maybe you're not the crack part, but the part about you know because he didn't get <laughs> the crack part was bad. But think about it. You know, brothers were getting exploited. You know, like like they were Motown artists when they first started. Right, you were getting thirty. You oh, know, yeah. think about it. KRS One. They got they made it up for what about thirty eight dollars a whole career. <laughs> you think with the rappers, the Light Brothers, right? You know, the, the, the rappers, the Light Brothers, three of those brothers still owe me money. All right, they they they, they got chips. And, and so he was like, you know, and he took the game, right? Said, hey, no, 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 we're gonna be the ones rich here. So I got I got nothing but love for that. Right, and a bunch of rich guys out there uh, as a result of it. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna give him his props there, but he's just not he's not gonna be the one who who leads us to the promised land. No, you can't. It's got to be a group effort, and it has to be an understanding amongst your average black person that certain shit is unacceptable. That's the only thing. I don't believe in, you know, we have these leaders that we've put on pedestals throughout history, and they've been great people. You know, Malcolm X is a great man. Martin Luther King was a great man, right? You right. Had Rosa Parks. All these people were great people, but they can only go so far. Yeah is they don't have the support of the average person. So every, you know, the bus boycott, there were people that were putting money up to make Absolutely. sure that people had what they needed. Just your average person was celib- was, was supporting the civil rights movement. Plumbers, electricians, nurses, regular black they, people, the backbone of that. They had a 99% you know, ratio of black people not on the bus. I can't yeah. imagine black people. I can imagine ninety nine percent of us boycotting the Klan. At, at least eight percent of us would be would be at the Klan concert, right? right? Like they're in that band too. Exactly. Think about it. We got we got eight we got eight percent of us voting for Trump. Right? We, we, we couldn't get. Right? We can't exactly. We can't get that kind of unity. But I wish we could, you know. But but but, but we but we couldn't do it with Netflix. Um, you know, Chick Fil A. I'm not even gonna talk about about Chick Fil A anymore. All right, because because I done, I done lost some inheritance over cursing out black people for Chick Fil A. Here's what you got to do. This here's what you got to do. If you want an effective boycott in America, you have to do what Popeyes is doing. Okay. Okay. We are past. Americans are selfish. We are lazy, and we are spoiled. You can't mm-hmm. ask us to do without. Got it. You, so you got to give something better. Don't All right. Do this pro- don't do this. They're bad. Stop frequenting that business. Stop eating that food. Stop going to that place. Americans will tell you, "Fuck you. Get paid." I'm right. trying to. I'm. I work. All I want to come home to is watch some damn football and eat this chicken sandwich. <laughs> the, way, the way you have to you have to flip it on its head is you have to essentially use capitalism against itself. You don't tell people to not buy a product. You give them mm. another product to buy. Mm. Preach. All right. All right. You're right. You, you, you absolutely so right. I'm taking notes. Playing off in the cut, right? They see Chick-fil-A been acting the ass. People don't like Chick-fil-A because they're homophobic and all that other shit, but they got a good chicken sandwich. So people still <laughs> fucking Chick-fil-A, right? Right. So Popeyes, they laid off in the cut. They said, oh, okay. So y'all want that chicken sandwich, huh? All right. Bam. Here we go. They put the chicken sandwich out. Now, 
they doing Nino Brown crack dollars. Right. Okay. Somebody screwing your woman, right? You just didn't have to watch all that yeah, stuff, right? Lovers, 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, mayonnaise eaters. There you, you know? go. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I might, just out, I might just break out with they. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know exactly what fuck a fucking boss. I'm like, they up to some bullshit. You know who they is. Hey, man, that's, see, that's, that's why I, I put a picture of Nikki Barnes up. That's me right there. I'm, I'm Mr. Untouchable because I'm never going to say the stuff that they're going to try to get me in. You know, you can't let them hem you up. You, you still run your operation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, exactly. You are smooth. You ain't got nobody yet. I, I, I got in a couple times. One time I used the N-word, the hard, hard R. Right. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, that, that got right, my right. ass. They, they got me out. And and and, and then another time, you know, I happened to I say happened to use white supremacy. I learned you can't you can't do that shit. Nope. Uh, you you need to nope. use some synonyms. You like can't you say said. white supremacy. Oh, you you, nope. you can't. You, you can't even want to go to jail. You say white. You might say white. If you say white people. Oh yeah. White people, white supremacy, anything got to do with white. You well, here's what I love about it, though. Think about it. You can use. I love that you. It's crazy. You can use, you know, black folks all you want. You could definitely say the, the, the N word. You know, black and black and black, black, black. Fine, coon, whatever you want to do. Fine. All right. But say white people. And by the way, don't have 800 disclaimers. Not all white people and not only white people. Right. <laughs> and not every white person. <laughs> but right. here's the part about it is, now we all know it's race book, right? Every, cause, and, you know, ever since I know we got three or four counts, right? But mm-hmm. we, we ain't leaving because they got a good ass chicken sandwich. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, there, there are other, uh, social media networks that are developing. There's one called MeWe. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, MeWe. Yeah, that and they they have a whole like revamped like privacy policy. They don't keep any of your info. They don't keep any of your pictures. They just it's different. It's just a different okay. thing. And then people are switching over to that, you know. Mm. Um, and then there's some there's this other uh, person, uh, this other tech guy on on uh, he was on, he's on Twitter talking about he's developing a social network for. Uh, for other people, for people to leave. And the funny thing about Facebook is this. People of color and women are the only ones that bring value to that motherfucker. I know, right? Yeah. So if people, if my, we my just back like, you know, value, we the ones got, we the ones with the flavor and shit walking around here. But, but, but here's what like, Go ahead. I mean, if people just up and decide to just leave that bitch, it wouldn't be really nothing that they could really do about it. Oh, well, here's what we did wrong, and I don't know how we, how we let Facebook do us like this, right? Because you're right, Facebook sells ads, right, based on the content that we bring. So you, you've done it before, Jesse did it last week. You have a conversation, a couple hundred comments, people all over it. They sell ads mm-hmm. all around that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's like, you know, basically we gave them free TV programming. So it, it, it's like TV, right? Basically you put the TV program on, you pay the, the program producer to do that, and you sell ads around it, right? We yeah. we somehow skip the part about getting paid for the program, right? So we right. Produce, yeah. the value that's produced on Facebook because Facebook doesn't produce any entertainment, hardly any. No, right? No, and, and all the times that people spend on there are stuff that you and I provocative questions and stuff like that, right? And right. and yeah. yet we decided to let them keep all the money. It was a dumb idea in the first place. So hopefully someone will rectify that, make a better chicken sandwich, because I'll be I'll be camping right. out on the meat weed. You know who we need. You know who we need. We need Jay Z. We need Jay Z. 
Yeah, I don't know. Jay Z is cool, but, but 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 he got he he got a pension, a little bit of pension uh, for quitting stuff. Uh, because I remember when he told us all to go to title, uh, he don't own that no yeah. more. Uh, I remember we were yeah, almost New, 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 New Jersey. We were supposed to be Brooklyn Net fans. Uh, he 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 kind of got out of that too. Uh, so Jay Z will be there for a little while. But uh, I ain't mad if you see some more money elsewhere. He he'll move on. So we can't put all of our. We can't all go to Jay Z dot com because he we might go that down in two weeks. We got to move past posting. What can we share? We pass Speaking of, of collective action, making that money, man, you know who you who you need to be is your your last name needs to be Pantaleo. Mm. Boy, uh, the yeah, new, we're man. talking about oh, that guy. Oh. Do you know how hateful you have to be to donate $550 to a killer? Like, goddamn, like... And, yeah, so we're talking about, what Robert's talking about is the fact that Pantaleo gets fired from the New York um, Police Department five years after choking right. Eric Garner to death with a legal chokehold on TV for all of us to see, all right? But it took him five mm-hmm. years to figure out that's not cool, all right? And then that day, someone puts up a, a GoFundMe, and he raises $70,000 like the first day. I just took a look at it. I got it on my screen now. And he's got, he's up to $115,000. Um, I need to choke somebody on my way home. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've been a little short. This, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's 126000 now. I just up, mm-hmm. up, updated it. And, and, and that's the thing is, like you said, how hateful you have to be. People are giving this money like, yep. You know, thank you. We want to we want to support you in choking out a brother over some cigarettes in front of a store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah man, it just goes to show you the lengths to which some folks go will go to uphold the status quo. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not so. Because here's the thing: it's not so much about Daniel Pantaleo. They may support him, but they don't know him. It's what he represents. You know, the ability to kill one of us and fucking walk away with it, walk away from it, essentially unscathed. Uh, I guarantee you, he'll probably get a new job. He's going to get somebody else's police force. Well, here's what kills so, me about this. Not only will he get a new job, it pissed me off for the fact that the New York Police Department, right, even with, by the way, with, with our man, you know, de Blasio, with the black sign, and, you know, stay black, de Blasio, stay black, right? Yeah. It, they didn't fire him until after the FBI had decided they weren't going to press charges because they didn't want the jury to have to evaluate his actions in light of the fact that he got fired. Wow. So they were protecting him to make sure that he didn't go to jail regardless. I'm looking at this thing here, the list of people who donated, and most of the donations, $15, $20, you know, $100. I see a guy who donated $10,010. Jerry Jones? Now here's what I'm hoping. My hope is, my hope is that he meant to put in a hundred dollars and ten cents. Right. Oh, he's gonna, he gonna have a visa bill that he uh, that he gonna be calling on next month, right? Disputing the charges. Is that trying to dispute the charge? That's my too hope. much for my racism. Because <laughs> he probably was drinking some Pabst Blue Ribbon and decided he was gonna go over a hundred to try to you know get to the limit. Um, and, and so my hope is is that um, he's he's gonna have some problems next month. My guess is he's not. That's not his last yeah. ten thousand. 
Now, how rich you got to be, by the way, to pay somebody ten thousand dollars for choking somebody? Because I, I would choke you for five myself. But you know, I, you know we, that's ridiculous. That he's gonna pay ten grand of his own money. Yeah. And, and some people, people have bought it. People, white folks have pushed all their chips to the center on white supremacy, man. They 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 went they went all in. They went all in. They went all in with Trump. They went all yep. in. They're like, look, this is the last shot. This is our last chance. The niggas is coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we but gotta, here's what we I, I, you you're right though, but here's what I don't get though. We were coming. Right? Yeah. I, I love the fact that all this backlash comes and it almost makes me mad at Obama because he was a too good of a brother. Right, I'm like you should. This is the kind of this is the kind of we get the kind of backlash now if we had made Lil Wayne president. <laughs> right, I can understand if you had made a real nigga president, why white people would have lost their minds. Well, Obama, I, Obama fell victim to what I like to call Jackie Robinson syndrome. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're the first black anything, you may not necessarily be the best suited for the job. But you have to be the best suited to deal with white folks. Absolutely. Like Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson, there there were lots of baseball players that were probably better than Jackie Robinson, but they wasn't right. gonna take no shit off white folks. So they took <laughs> Jackie Robinson because he could deal. And so a- just like Jackie Robinson, Arthur Ashe, Alfred mm. all these people, whenever you're the first one, you gotta be cool because you're gonna deal with a whole lot of shit. Now, you know, we had Jackie Robinson. You know, then we got Willie Mays, then we got Barry Bonds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always like that third nigga is the one. Okay, okay. All, right, all right, all right, all right. But we gotta so, get you know, we gotta we got, get past the second one. All right. We got Obama. You know, we might get another one, and then the third black president. His name might be Malik Shabazz. You know got what I'm it. saying? And be on some real nigga shit. Well, you know who I, you know, Big Ball always said, you know, Clinton was the first black president. In truth of the matter, nobody has got more nigga shit than Trump. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, if you, look, if you took, if you didn't say what the person looked like, and you just described who this person was to a white person, and asked them who they were, they would say they were black. He got and, you know, you're mamas, right. Thank you. Five kids, bankruptcies out the ass, <laughs> taken with rappers and porn stars and everybody else. I, I think he got mob connect. He got organized crime. Thank style. you. He said, I do what he said, oh, he's, he's definitely black. I used to play a game online called Trump So Weezy. To figure out how the ways he was so close <laughs> to Lil Wayne. <laughs> Not only that, oh, man, you, some, you could have won Trump so easy. You had some good ones. Let me tell you what also. He was the only person president ever who bragged about the size of his dick in, 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 in a debate. Tell me that right. ain't some nigga shit. Right? right. Why <laughs> Who got more gold in his house than Trump and Lil Wayne? Right. You know, okay. and he just didn't put it in his teeth, but he put it in all of his house. He got gold toilet. I saw a picture once where they literally had the baby stroller was platinum, was was plated gold. It had twenty two inch ba- rims on the baby stroller. You know, just ignorant <laughs> shit. Nigga just tacky. 
He's cocky. He's not even good black. He ain't black like Obama. Like, we proud of. You look at Trump and be like, if he was in your family, you'd be like, nigga, get your shit together. <laughs> I know. Trump is like, nigga rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Nigga rich. Just like, he, he, Trump. Act like he just, he got scratch-off money. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> he just getting scratch-off on his own motherfuckers, and he's gonna stunt. He's like, I got this scratch-off, I'm gonna stunt on you hoes. Y'all worried about the economy? Y'all worried about the economy and tariffs? I'm up here trying to buy Greenland. Get up, get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you need to do is flip Greenland. You know what I'm saying? I've got Greenland. I'm finna flip that motherfucker, and then I'm gonna buy Iceland too. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, by the way, you know, they were just—that's <laughs> exactly the kind of thing. By the way, he didn't wait for it to be on sale. No. How you gonna do some yeah, stuff like that? One of them dudes, he think he can just scroll up. You know, everybody got a price to him. So shit. Well, that's yeah. true, right? It's on sale or not? Well, that, that's exactly, and, but that's what, to, to me, it's like, and, and that's why, like, you're the third black president, so I don't know who that is, right, but the third black president, I want him to be like that, I want him buying up just all kind of shit that ain't for sale, just go up to, to Queen Elizabeth and go, uh, let me have that crown. Right. He, he got money, uh, $4,800, right. 58 I just, just acting a fool, right? You know, start, I want him to start having a, a garage sale at the White House every every Saturday morning. I, you know, the, the the one thing is he is embarrassing the shit out of white folks. And I love that to death. Like, <laughs> everybody, they know it ain't us. They know we didn't do it. Like, I can still travel anywhere in the world. Because if you look at me, you know I ain't had shit to do with this. Well, his thing about it is, at first there was some embarrassment. They started to get used to it. Like, for instance, Paul Ryan, he used to walk, you know, through. He he used to walk out of the congressional meetings with his hand over his face, like, hope they don't recognize me, right? You know, he Mm -hmm. he he quit. He was like, you know, I don't want no part of this anymore. I'm tired of answering for this fool. But then, you know, they eventually started to get real comfortable with it. And I don't know about you, but, you know, the white friends, the, the, the conservative white friends I used to have, um, I used to have all of them. You know, Jesse knows this. I'm going to tell him to come out of the closet here. I was Mormon for a while. I had a number of white friends. Um, <laughs> and, and, and now they pretend like uh, they don't see this shit. If I say, hey, what's your boy hey. Trump doing? They're like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean he's doing? I'm, I'm, in, I'm at the lake this weekend with my tax cut. Yeah, well, what you expect him to say? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing is, you're right, but here's about If it was a black president, we would be responsible. I, everything Obama did, I was responsible the time he wore the tan suit. Right. I had to go and apologize for about four weeks yeah. for, for the tan suit. Do you, do you know, man, they got on him for putting for mustard, dog. You know that <laughs> and because he, he likes arugula. Really? They talk. They said all types of crazy shit about Obama. He was a Muslim with a crazy Christian pastor. I don't know how the fuck you do that. But <laughs> all boy, they they said all types of shit about him, and he, dude, people don't realize people don't really realize how good they had it. Like 
yeah, I didn't agree with a, with some of the shit he did. Some of the shit he did, I think, was flat out wrong. Okay. But I knew that at least we had a functioning government. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know? No, no, you know what Obama is, though? <laughs> Obama is the first girlfriend you had. Right, but then mm-hmm. you left her right for 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 some crazy chick, you know, who, who had you know had some, had some gifted hands and could had some skills, and and, and, <laughs> right. and, and and you didn't realize how good you had it, right, with, with the yeah. boring girlfriend, um, but who was yeah. real, real stable, and real good to you, right? And Obama's like that. Like I, I remember literally being in a car singing love songs to Obama. All right. <laughs> there was a song, there was a song yeah, from A twenty six. And now she's engaged. Now she Thank engaged. you, right? She got her life wow. together. And now you just jump here with this crazy bitch. Thank and you. You just sitting there like, hope you you don't even know if you can go to sleep because she might kill you on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst, exactly. And the worst part is, is not only did the old girl get somebody else, she got someone who's actually better than your ass in the first place. Like she came exactly. up, right? A better too. <laughs> Yeah, and so I see Obama out there living his best life. That's what that's what this country gets. You know, you are you are what you elect. I don't want to hear no shit about this ain't America. Fuck you, mean? Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Sixty some odd million people voted for him. That motherfucker shouldn't have won a single state. Okay, but sixty some odd million people voted for him. It shouldn't have been that close. It shouldn't have been close enough for them to steal it. No, no, do this because how you feeling that. about Hillary? Then are you got because a lot of people have some, you know, some 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 angst and and they you know mad at Hillary for letting it happen. What's she supposed <laughs> to do? I, like that's the funny thing to me is I don't people want to blame her for losing to him, but you got every election you got that's the presidential election you got state and local offices that's on on the ballot, too. You right. got ballot issues. You got all this other shit. You mean to tell me you couldn't find one motherfucking reason to get out and go vote? That wasn't <laughs> you got shit to do with the drain commission, motherfucker. Like, you know, like, all kinds of shit you can do. And, and everybody wanted to blame that on her. It shouldn't have even been that close. Well, but here's the thing is, I got a problem with Hillary, why I was, why I was that close here, is that, you know, Hillary, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at her in the sense that, you know, she was doing her thing or whatever, but the problem I have with it is that she didn't realize that you got to promise somebody something. Like, I love the fact that her thing was, make me president, and I'm going to break the glass ceiling and be the first woman president. And I'm like, ah, no, no, I need a chicken in my pot. I, yeah, promise me the goddamn um, Popeye sandwich is gonna come out. I would have gone for that, yeah. all right. But give me some. Trump was like, you know what? If you if you vote for me, you can be a racist. You want to? I'm gonna give you that back. I'm gonna bring your coal mining jobs back. We are gonna clean the coal yep. with, with our, in a washing machine and get it right back to you. <laughs> I mean, he was talking about all kind of crazy stuff, and people were like, "Oh yeah." And he said recently he would cure cancer. Yeah, yeah. Hillary got to give me a chicken yeah, sandwich. I, I mean, that's the thing. You know, he. You you have to beat somebody like him, like Trump. You don't beat lies with the truth. Right. <laughs> you beat lies, right. You beat lies with better lies, motherfucker. Like, when, it, when, you deal with, look, when you're trying to get white folks to vote, getting white folks to vote is like getting kids to eat their vegetables. <laughs> 
You, I don't give a fuck how you do it. You do it. You got to. Man, you going to see that. Cause you gonna see it on my Facebook feed. I'm using that every time from now on. That is the best analogy I've, I've ever heard because you're right. Think about it. With they, kids, you don't sit in there and say, now you're just gonna taste nasty, but you're gonna enjoy it and grow up to be big and strong. No, no, you tell them, exactly. you know what, it's an airplane, you put some sugar on the, on, <laughs> you put some sugar on the rice, you know, you do whatever you have to do, like you said, to get them in there. Right. Right? Cause, cause, cause the ends justify the means. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I think the funniest thing now is I, I troll for people who are suffering under Trump now who voted for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> people who lost their health care, uh, people who are farmers who didn't support folks getting welfare, but because of the tariffs, it ruined their economy, and now they're going to get an entitlement, which is just welfare. Man, yeah, let me tell have, have you, ever had, have either one of y'all ever had gold slogger before? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, that's, that's how I that's how I feel when I see them suffer. You know how warm that shit feels. <laughs> and it's just all pepperminty. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's just so soothing to my soul, man. Like, man, I, I'm gonna tell y'all a little secret. It's probably too much information, but ever since they start putting ads at the beginning of the porn, that's my new porn. I go on and, and read about <laughs> people who lost their house under Trump or voted for Trump. I'd be like, hey. I tell you what. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That, shit is, that shit makes me feel good. Who do you want to be? Because I, I, I knew this shit was going to happen. I knew right. it was going to happen. And now I just sit. I just want to walk up to him and be like, ooh, it hurt, don't it? It hurt, don't it? Well, here's what I understand. This is the crazy part. They, 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 like, I love the fact that, for instance, the farmers, right, were sitting there wanting to close down, you know, immigration. I'm like, oh, you don't, you're the ones who hired. Who's picking that shit? <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen if he closed the border like you want him to? Right? I'm yep. like, you know, I, I never got that whole thing. I was like, he, from day one, his policies were going to mess them up, and somehow they had no problem with it. Now, by the way, Robert, we, we want to make sure we get your, we get everybody's. What's your final four in the uh, Democratic field so far? Who's your, who you for? Oh, that you want to keep? Um, who, that I want to keep? You oh, want to okay. keep? Get, get Biden out of there. Get him. Yeah, out of there. right. Okay. Uh, I say Sanders, Warren, Harris, and Booker. All right, damn. Okay. That, that's, that, that's that's pretty standard for um, you, you. You're not you, you're not into the booty jazz. Hasn't gotten you with the World Road Scholarship, huh? No, I don't like him because I have a little bit of experience with South Bend. Like you know, okay. there's a comedy club in South Bend called the Drop Comedy Club. It's a nice club. It's, I've been there a bunch of times, and I first headlined the club like in 2000, I think 2013, no, 2000, yeah, 2013 when I first headlined. I've been back a bunch of times. And so I've gotten to, I've watched South Bend change, you know, because I'm back every year. So I've watched okay. it change every year. And since he become mayor, they've really gentrified the fuck out of South Bend. <laughs> like, I, I asked them where they crackheads were. Because <laughs> was crackheads. I remember distinctly remember the spot for the crackheads you kick it at. And you know, I drive through and I get to South Bend, I'll be like, yep, there go Earl, that nigga's big. <laughs> I came back two years ago and he was gone. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm driving around 
and all the places that was kind of like run down a little bit, them shits, they knocked them down. They building all this different stuff, and all the shit they building look expensive. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just look, look expensive. expensive. All right. And they pushing, they just pushing all the poor people out. Basically, they want all of South Bend to basically look like Notre Dame campus. And he don't, he, I don't know if it's necessarily a race thing, but I know he don't give a fuck about people without money. Well, he don't, he don't give a fuck, not even a little bit. So well, you know, but, yeah, you know, I, I, that shit to fall on racial lines sometimes, but. He don't care, and I, I I see the type of Democrat he's going to be. Okay, and we don't need nobody like him. So I'm not fucking with him. All right, now Miss, now I get you. My problem with Buttigieg is is that he is not following protocol and jumping the line. You don't go from being the mayor to being the president. Yeah, of right. the fourth right. biggest city in in, in Indiana. No <laughs> Like, the fucker, <laughs> is like the mayor of like New York or Chicago. Thank like, you. Motherfucker, it's Indianapolis. You should yeah, exactly. Indianapolis. Think about it. Rudy Giuliani was was going to run right in 2012 as being the mayor of a city with eight million people, right? Which is more than the whole state of Indiana, right? And yeah. and the people in Iowa were like, no, 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 bro. You you ran. Cory Booker had the good sense. He didn't go from being mayor of Newark to trying to be president. He said, I got to be a senator first. Right? right, I got I got to have protocol here. I got to, well, you know, you Hillary know. said I can't be first lady. I got to be senator first. I got to do something else. And 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 he's like, oh fuck it, I'm white. I got a road scholarship. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna go from well, mayor. Cory Booker, you know, niggas don't get double promotion. You can't just go on some. I'm mayor and be on some president shit. If you're black, you gotta like. Thank you. You, know, you gotta level up. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, you definitely can't, you definitely can't come from uh, mayor, mayor of Newark. You better go to Washington. Exactly. No, but no. Think about it. When Newark is at least a big city with a couple hundred thousand people, you realize that South Bend has the same population as Compton. So imagine the mayor of Compton, that sister, saying, you know what, I should be president. <laughs> By the way, I'm not trying to make a joke. That's how silly it is, right? <laughs> you just start laughing immediately when you think about the mayor of Compton becoming president. But the mayor of South Bend, same size city, said, you know, I got this. Yep. Last yeah. week I was working on trying to get this, you know, zoning done for this Chick-fil-A. You know what, that's it. I'm be president. I'm running the whole goddamn world. Right, I can do this. This is, I wouldn't... You just, I would never even think to try no shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain shit that you just like, oh, man, that shit ain't going to work. Right. No, no, no. And I, you know, almost 1% of me almost is impressed with it, right? It, but but it's like, yeah. no. On the other hand, it's like, no, no, no. no yo, yo, it's, it's crazy. So, so no Buttigieg. Now, your thing with Biden, I, we're not going to give you any problem with Biden about, about your, your your opposition. But but why do you see Biden as not being the pick? Because he's Obama's boy. Biden is like, a, okay, Biden to me is like a floor model television, dog. Like, he was dope in 81. <laughs> you know, just 81, and you got a floor model television, you the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you sit down, you clean up. You know, when you got that television, you clean up the whole motherfucking house. The whole house is clean, and you bought the television, you roll that motherfucker in. And you turned it on, and y'all watched Good Times and shit. Like, <laughs> but it's 2019. You can't, you can't find a floor model television nowhere. Well, you say floor model. You're not, not talking about the kind that had the record player in it, too. 
Some of the places you go, I imagine you've seen them. I was in the middle of Kansas. I'm not saying, I, last year, I went to Manhattan, Kansas. I'm not bragging, it's where I went, right? But the chick was there. I drive there in the middle of the night. I get to the hotel. It was, I was staying at, you know it was bad, because I was staying at like the Ambassador Hotel. Now, that could be a nice place in New York City, but in Manhattan, the, the other Manhattan, it's not going to be mm-hmm. nice. It, it had a big-ass TV. I couldn't have stole a TV if I wanted to. I ain't that strong. <laughs> I had to hire some brothers to come in and steal that TV. And, you know, and the picture, it was one of those things where you turn the TV on and then you go get some ice while you're waiting for it to warm up. Yeah, hell yeah. It, got the, it had the legit tube. It was the tube. Exactly, like, right? It was, it, it, first it was real dark and it started lighting up a little bit. Um, <laughs> I get the TV. Yeah, it was I mean, you know, Biden, here's the thing. Biden looks bad now. But you always got to remember, by comparison, like back when he was in the Senate when he first got there, okay. he was he was what he was a liberal back then. And so he moved and he'd been there for the longest time, but he never evolved because he he didn't really have to. He was a senator, and then he's vice president. Vice president, you don't do shit. Right. Let's just keep it one hundred. You ain't really. You there, you like the backup quarterback at the Super Bowl. If you in the game, it's a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, shit. No, that's a great down, analogy. You know? No, that's a great analogy because unlike, for instance, anybody else, the vice president isn't also, like, you know, you know, in a slot back position, right? I mean, the, no. you know, the I vice mean, president, president is the job is to sit there. You know, exactly. His job is to sit there in the Senate. That's all you do. And wait for the president to die, and then you own, yeah. right? So if the yeah. president, as long as you don't you know, tear ACL, you you know you ain't gonna do nothing, right? Yeah. Hold the clip, right? And and, 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 and hope and hope you win. <laughs> and I get it, but I gotta tell you my general thing, and I'm torn between this. I like Elizabeth Warren. I like her because she actually has ideas. She she, she her ideas became before her wanting to be president. Which is totally yeah. different than everybody else. Everybody else is like, I want to be president. Let me get some ideas later, right? She had these ideas that okay, I need to bring them in. The thing about Elizabeth Warren, even to me though, is, and she looks good and 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 seems healthy for seventy one. But she's seventy one. You do understand. I've been trying to get everybody to understand this. That AARP, the old people organization. You know how old their CEO is? Sixty one. The old people don't trust old people to run their shit. <laughs> they don't you trust a seventy year old to get their coupons. Right? But I somehow we're gonna trust the world to 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 Biden will be eighty. Yeah. You know, I, my thing is this, I think it depends on the type of old person. Because like there are old people out there that know that they need help. Okay. And they're willing mm-hmm. to delegate. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> I think I like I like Warren, for me, is flip a coin between Sanders and Warren, really. There's stuff that I like about one. There's stuff that I like about the other one. Like, I like the fact that uh, uh, Warren wants to 
she wants to get rid of the filibuster. She says the first thing she does as right. president, if she's president and they take back the Senate, they will be getting rid of the filibuster, no more filibuster. Good. Bernie Sanders hasn't came out and said that yet. He says it's a problem, but he's, he hasn't said he's willing to get rid of it. Right. Okay? On the other hand, Bernie Sanders wants to wipe out student loan debt. Warren has a plan to reduce student loan debt, which is dope, which would benefit the vast majority of people. Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. said, fuck it. We we bought out the banks. We bailed them out. Let's bail out regular people. So I like that about him. Either one of them I can live with. I would go support and campaign for whatever. Let the me just Asian, give you some Asian doesn't bother you, huh? No, not not right now. I mean, shit, we in some dire, we in dire straits. Well, no, no, Trump's a crazy old man too. There's no doubt about it. So, 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 so don't get me wrong. But 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 here's why I think the age thing should bother everybody. Last night, my father wanted to get this podcast. Said, "Hey, I've been hearing good things about the podcast. You know how pops, you know how your family is. We 34 episodes mm-hmm. into it. Now he will he believe it. All right, but he gonna he gonna get <laughs> down on the podcast now. Episode 35, right?" <laughs> so I said, fine, all right, we're good. We, I, I tell him, I, I told him how to get the podcast. Now, at some point, if you were up late last night, the internet shut down for about 15 minutes. Because my father tried to get the Stitcher app and did some shit that shut off not only the internet, but power, electric, <laughs> the airport grid. You know, at some point, the nuclear codes were, were in flux. He fucked up the whole internet trying to get Stitcher. He tried to- Think about it. I can put him on blast because I know he ain't gonna have it by the time <laughs> this comes out. <laughs> <of crazy. laughs> so I'm gonna tell you, I don't want Elizabeth Warren taking all of the DefCon up to five because she trying to download the podcast. All right, that's all I'm saying. Maybe we want somebody yeah. who knows how to set their router. Oh, we got a news break. News break. News break. Uh, Jay Inslee ends his campaign. So, uh, if you don't know who that is, no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Now you gotta Google him to find out who ended it. Right. It's like eight, it's like eight of them motherfuckers. And they all could be named Jeff. I don't know. Shit. Hicken Looper. (laughs) Now, now, he was the, what, the, the governor of what? Hicken Looper. I I think Colorado. No, uh, Inslee. No, Inslee was Governor Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. You know the funny part is he actually, man, Washington has some good ass policies, at least as he explained them. Right? Well, Washington's he was the one. Actually, he, he was the one. He was the only candidate to say that the most important thing was climate change. Right. I was right. Hey, hey, I got a theory, man. I've been looking. I looked this up, man. I, I'm not looking forward to climate change. And 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 here here here's why I think it's a good thing for black people and black people we need to hold out on this on white people and and, and get some concessions we'll we'll agree to some climate change stuff but we're not the people who going who who gonna be injured here the, the, the couple problems with climate change one it takes out the seaside you know basically the places the low lying places that have you know the, the people with beach houses Malibu mm-hmm. right we don't have that. All right, Detroit is going to be fine. Detroit going to still be above right. water, all right? <laughs> Compton, Compton ain't going underwater. Compton going to be fine, all right? The other thing is the, the sun. Sun is kicking mm-hmm. white people in the ass now. I looked yeah. up, and it turns out black people, here's the crazy part is, we get skin cancer, it's not from the sun. We get skin cancer on the bottom of our feet and, and, and the inside of our palms, places that are not even exposed to the sun. We're basically just getting sun cancer because there's, you know, the cancer, all right? But as far as the mm-hmm. sun, 
We could sit on the damn sun and we'd be fine. So my thought is, hey, let all this shit burn up, all right? And then we'd be the only ones who go outside. Mm, and then we could charge yeah. a hell of a bunch of money to run that chick, to, to get that Chick-fil-A sandwiches for them. It'd be about four hundred dollars yeah. for a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I, I gotta go get it for you. <laughs> exactly. We'd be the only ones who go outside. Shit. But it's just time to burn, baby, burn. Shit. We coming up. We're biting marks hey, in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bite marks I, I in the chicken sandwich. And that's why I have I have no plans to move or leave the state of Michigan because the Great Lakes is one of the biggest sources of fresh water on the fucking earth. So mm. While y'all out here struggling, I'm be you gonna see me on TV. I'm be sipping shit out of this water like, oh, this shit is tasty. <laughs> don't get close. Tell me this: if I don't have water, can I still get Kool Aid or not? No. Oh damn! All right, maybe I did worry no, about climate no, change then. Because you know we don't drink no water in our house, but 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 it's Kool Aid. We're gonna we're gonna miss out. So I guess I gotta get it. Um, I know that's dirty water. I'm gonna add a little. Behind your ear, you know, <laughs> 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 well, well, but how close are you to Flint? Uh, shit, not uh, sixty miles. Oh yeah, shit, you miles. might have a little yeah. tan. Yeah, I'm bringing a bottle of water to your house. I know that. Ah, oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know you be showering with your mouth closed. You know damn yeah, well you're not trying to get water in your mouth. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's still fucked up over there. It's Hey, that's 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 just a sign of the times, man. Government malfunction. No, that is, but that's the kind of thing, though, that does bother me a little bit about Obama, because you know, it, it's here's the thing about you know Bush, for instance, right? You didn't see places in in in, in um you know in Texas running out of air, right? When when Bush is in office, you, you're gonna take oh, care yeah. of your own. He ain't gonna oh, take care yeah. of New Orleans, but he's gonna take care of his own. And Obama yeah. never had that thing. Was like, hey, I, you know, basically, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm make an OG call here, right? You know, we, we got, yeah. we got Flint. We, 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 yeah, I don't we, know. We, we, we have state of emergency for everybody, right? But if somehow we didn't get one for Flint. Thing, if there was one thing that I never understood, it was, it was that, it was that right there. Like, I don't know how you don't roll in. If I'm the president. I'm rolling in with tanks. Thank I'm, you. Right? <laughs> you we got tanks and drones and shit. We gonna get this. We gonna get this situation handled, or anybody in the way gonna die. Think about how crazy it is. We got fresh water in the middle of goddamn Afghanistan. All right, we can yeah. we can get some fresh water somewhere, right? And we can't get it in an American city. And I understand why you know people didn't there didn't care about it because you know mostly poor people and or black people. But the black mm-hmm. president should have been like, hey, this is my watch. You know, this is my people. And it's not that it's, it's not like you know it wasn't that much. You know, we we have billions of dollars we can ab- allocate to you know rebuilding Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, right. but you know, you but I think basically what seventy eight dollars they probably could have fixed all of Flint. Since you could have bought Flint. <laughs> and, and certainly, you know, Republicans want to do that. Trump is willing to divert millions, billions of dollars uh, to build, or, or I'm sorry, to put some 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 extra uh, panes on a wall that's already there yeah. that don't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and that's what we're gonna need from the third black president. Third, third, okay, third, third. third black president, he gonna be on some real shit. <laughs> you you ever hear that Richard Pryor skit where where he uh, does the black president? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think I'm included in here. Go watch. I'm gonna later. I'm included in here, and 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 basically he does all the stuff 
that you're talking about here. At one point, he just gets black and says, hey, you know what? I, you know, at one point, he, he starts dressing black quarterbacks. Like, We're going to have some black quarterbacks up in the NFL. I'm president. <laughs> He's like going back to James Harris. He will be calling motherfuckers up directly. He will be naming people individually. Like this, this favorite this goes out to Ray on the south side. I got you. got my number. Call my people, and I'll bring that by there. There you <laughs> go, right? I'm a, I'll bring it by there. No, I I, yeah. I I agree. So third black president. Right, so we still maybe yeah. we gotta we gotta go for for Cop Mala or 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 Sea Dog a Booker. Yeah. The longer Booker run, the blacker he gets. We did something two weeks ago. I'm absolutely convinced that by now, Corey got a tattoo uh, on, on, on his arm. But it's like every other black person tattoo. You really can't see it because it's about the same color as the skin. So it just looked dirty. <laughs> He's like, he just got a patch on his arm. Yeah, he, he got one in beige, whatever. But the point is, he got, <laughs> yeah, I used to look at Shaq's tattoos. And I was like, Shaq, I don't know what the hell that, that shit say. None of that shit say. It's right. the no, same no. color as your skin. <laughs> only thing I can make out was the Superman logo. That was it. Exactly, right? Um, and so, you know, hopefully Corey got some stuff on there. He probably got some, you know, some, 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 um, you know, Chinese, Japanese characters, whatever it is. I don't care. Um, you right. know, but, but, but Corey's going to be, is a, when he come out with the gold tooth, I know I'm, I'm ready to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck around and grow his hair out and get a Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about me and my yeah, money. Wait a minute. Now, Robert, you actually, if I look at your picture correctly, you got a, 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 a half row, half row, right? You about halfway to the row, right? Yeah, I got a, I got a mohawk. I, I got a mohawk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I had to do some research, too. I had to do some research before I got it. Like, uh... You know, because it's a Native American thing, and a lot of people don't know the story behind the Mohawk. Um, the Mohawk is the Mohawk tribe, right? And so, okay. y'all, you know the whole scalping thing, right? They always right. say the Native Americans that did the scalping. That's not true. Mm-hmm. The, the federal government started the whole scalping thing. They were so paying white settlers for scalping. Right. Right. So what, what people did, the kids, uh, they paid more for younger men scalps. Because they were like the protectors of, of of the tribes. Okay. And so the Mohawk Indians, what they did was all the men in their tribes, they plucked all their hair out into the until the only thing that was left was the shape of a Mohawk. And they did that to make themselves more visible to the white settlers. You know, basically mm. saying, "All right, motherfucker, here it is. If you want it, come get it." <laughs> you know, lead it, lead it, lead it. And I love it. people alone. This is what you want. Okay, okay, all right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah, man, that's a – I had to do my research and make sure I was up to the task. You can't be half-stepping and shit, you know? Damn. All right. That's it. So that's what you're doing. you tell me you, you come get it. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, come to the show. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jesse, you got yeah. any questions for 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 Robert before we wrap up here? No, man. I, I was just thinking about the history of haircuts because I got a Caesar, so I'm waiting to get stabbed in the back. I don't know. Well, no. Tell me, this, Robert. Because no, no. Let's talk about this. Because you know, Jesse 
fantastic. I mean, I'm growing um, uh, Afro, but the problem is I'm at the, the Doc Brown phase of Afro, right? I mean, my, my shit's crazy, right? But 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 I don't really, you know, have a job, so you know, you know, I, I don't have to worry about it so much. Um, but you know, I, Jesse is, is is he's keeping his stuff real because he's you know, at Duke every day, and you can't you know be crazy. Um, yeah. but you're, you know, you work for you work for the government. How are you pulling off coming in as I'm counsel for the government, and here's my mohawk. Well, I don't have to go to, I don't, I don't litigate anymore. Fair enough, okay. And uh, my job is actually pretty portable. I work from home a couple of days a week. Oh, sweet. And uh, I write. I, I essentially write for a living. Like, I just, I pretty much just write. Oh, so really? Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to be in front of the people. Okay, okay. All right, no. fair enough. All right. Because uh, I'd love to see you pull that, you know, an Exxon walk in there with a mohawk. Right. They, and my, I had a mohawk. I wore a mohawk at my old job. Uh, I actually, uh, when I was litigating, I used it to do federal civil litigation in federal okay. court. And uh, my last, like my last year, you know how you be at a job and then you know you don't give a fuck no more? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Hypothetically, Hypothetically, right? <laughs> but for my last year, I was like, man, I don't give a fuck at all. So I had this, I was wearing this mohawk and I was in court, you know, doing my thing. I, you know, it wasn't affecting my performance, you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, you know, but I knew, that was when I knew I was on my way out the door. Right, And I right. just, I just come in to work and just look at people and just, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> so. Half of you get fired so you can collect unemployment. I got it, right? I exactly. Get it. Yeah, what you, what you going to do? <laughs> I tell you, man, I tell you so much. Like, I mean, you know, when I was at the end of my, you know, last job before I started started doing this, and you know, I'm just sitting there waiting for that last set of stock options to vest, right? Because that's mm-hmm. going to you know, give me a little more, a couple more months of money in my pocket. And you know, I'm coming in, and, and basically, I'm Fred Flintstone. As soon as it hit five o'clock, I'm jumping on the back of Dino and riding out of yeah. there, right? I, I could be in the mm-hmm. middle of a sentence and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna, eh, I'm gone," right? Right. Um, Just trying to make sure that, you know, I I stayed, you know, so I I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, You know, uh, know, I I, I envy Jesse, though, because, you know, he actually seemed to have a job. You actually like your job, don't you? I I love my job, man. Man, what the hell is that? How'd that happen? So, you know, Robert, much like you, we we grew up in, in, in very similar circumstances. And, you know, I always said, you know, if I can get to be an attorney, uh, I can go back, one, cross-examine police officers, which is fun. And <laughs> two, uh, I can empower my community and all this stuff. And so along the way, when I was in private practice, I started, you know, dabbling in teaching. So I would teach a class at this okay. law school, that law school, and I got really good at it. So I always thought, hey, I'm a double HBCU, you know, graduate. Obviously, the HBCUs are just going to come pluck me up because I got all this talent <laughs> and I'm going to teach the next generation of <laughs> African-American lawyers who will go out there. So I interviewed for jobs at HBCUs. I think it was like I think the running count was seven jobs mm-hmm. and, I, and I didn't get any of them. Uh, and so I was this I was working for this corporate firm that shall remain nameless because we didn't end on good terms. Uh, and I ended up getting a call from uh, Duke University about a new position that they were setting up. And they had thought about me based on some past experiences from work that I had done with their students. And I was like, uh, they were like, you know, would you be interested in working? Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Would I be interested? Look outside, motherfucker. I'm right there. (laughs) 
No, and, and that's the, by the way, that is something we got to deal with it in another episode. We can't do deal with it all now, but I'm sure, Robert, you experienced this as well. I find, you know, that some of the hardest people to break through with were my own people. Mm. And so, you know, when I first started as a speaker, I said, I'm going to speak. And, and you think you did a lot of driving, Robert. I did a thing when I was in Southern California, and I, I spoke to over 100 chambers of commerce, Rotary, Kiwanis. Now, all this is free. Right, I'm not even getting, you know, the, the, the feature money. I'm getting nothing. Driving from place yeah. to place. This guy, I'm doing it for chicken sandwiches, right? For chicken, for, but not even chicken, chicken sandwiches have been good. You know, for some the dry Wendy's ass. Sandwiches, the Wendy's sandwich, the, the yeah, KFC exactly. chicken sandwich. Yeah, just dry ass chicken, right? <laughs> and, 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 and I did about, like, in Orange County, I did, like, every state, every city that was there. The places I could not get were Carson, California, and Compton. I could not get those chambers of commerce. Mm. Right? When I started speaking to lawyers, you understand that it was a long time before, like, you know, actually, I met Jesse, I think, at at NCCU, right? Right, right. You know, I probably had, like, 200 clients before I got to NCCU, before black people hired me, right? Mm -hmm. I had to validate myself in Utah, Wyoming, right, everywhere else before black people would say, oh, well, you know, he might be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like that. I don't know. We put higher restrict. We put higher standards on our own people. I know. And we put on other people, and I don't get that. No, no, exactly. You know, we and so we, you, know, you get it. You know, we, 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 you know, we might be black too, but but we still, you know, we're, we're raised in the white supremacy. I don't know about you, yeah. but but I was taught that the way you make it in life, your success is determined by how few black people you can be around. Hmm. And so I remember looking at the demographics in my community once. This is how, remember, I'm 50, grown man, no better. And I, and I looked it up and it said black people, 0.3%. And, and my, my, my part, my, my zip code. And my ignorant ass had my chest puffed out for about a half hour. Hmm. Now, by you, the gotta, way, you know, I'll tell you what, and I, I said this real quick. We suffer from you know, it's this thing called post-traumatic slave syndrome. Right. And there's a lot of shit that we have to unlearn. Like, Absolutely. We need we need to be deep deprogrammed. Everyone. Like as a Everyone. group, we got to be deprogrammed. There's a lot of shit. We got all these fucked up coping mechanisms. Like, okay, there's this uh, joke. It's, it's a famous Richard Pryor joke about the dude who who uh, drink every weekend and get his ass whooped. Right. <laughs> Everybody know that dude. You know, like he worked nice guy during the week, but during the weekend he get drunk and he just he get his ass whipped. That's his thing. He's a weekend alcoholic. That comes all the way back from slave times when, you know, we would work. They would work us, but on the weekend you could get as much alcohol as you wanted. Mm. Because the whole thing is, if you're drinking, you're not thinking about escaping. You just drunk. Mm. And then here come Monday, it's time for you to go back to work, and you just right back on the field. And that's something mm. that we learned, that we developed as a coping mechanism to deal with slavery and all that other shit, and it carried through to all this other stuff. So it's little, it's things like that. You multiply that by like a fucking thousand, and there's so many things that we have to unlearn as as a people to really kind of shed all of that white supremacy, that shit off of us. Well, absolutely. That's 
But as far as like, you know, growing up as a kid, right? If you think about the shows that we used to like, all right, let's go for, you know, good times. Um, mm-hmm. um, what was it? Yeah, um, um, Jefferson's. The entire goal of everybody, even on good times, was to get the hell away from black people. They wanted to get yes. the out of the ghetto, right? George Jefferson yes. got his chest puffed out because he don't live around no black people except for, you yeah. know, the Willis's, half black people, right? And yeah. it was just the kind of thing where, and people looked at him like someone who was, you know, militant, right? Black pride. Yeah. I'm like, wow, he, 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 he's more, more white supremacy than anybody. He didn't feel like he, he was successful until he was around white people, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and it's like we've all been taught that over and over and over. And so you know, I, I agree. And this is why I, th- I think, you know, black people, we got to come to grips with the fact that we we'll always say, you know, black people can't be racist. I'm like, no, no, no. Black people can't be racist against white people. That's not a thing. But but mm-hmm. we got enough self-hatred to go around where we need to fix us, too. So mm-hmm. when we tell white people they need to go to their anti-racism class, we need to be in the front row with them. Mm-hmm. Unlearning our stuff, too, because we can do just as much damage to each other. As they can do to us. That's the cruel trick with uh with that because you know if they had to handle all of the oppression all of the time that would get tiring. Right. But the way you do it is you set it in motion where people will essentially, if you do it the right way, people will oppress themselves. I I just got a I just got a movie script idea. I think we need to do history, United States history, but change the actor. So change. The oppressor to black people and change the oppressed to white people. And I bet you the movie gets banned. I bet you the movie, if we, if we tell the exact history of what happened in America, um, and we flip roles. I hate, I, I hate, I hate to burst your bubble, but there's a, there's a movie out. There was a movie that came out called White Man's Burden. Okay. With, uh, okay. How did you write, right? Okay. John Volta. And that was it was it was an alternate history where white people were the oppressed and black people were the oppressors. The okay. exact same thing you're talking about. And yeah, they pissed a bitch on that movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, look it up. John Travolta was a star. He he started. Wait a John Travolta. I'm, I'm looking it up now because you know we, we got the internet and I'm not my father. And um and, and I'm looking at the, the the cast here. And you're right, man. John Travolta. You're absolutely right. Um, played the lead character. Harry Belafonte was in it. Yep. I remember because um, I was watching the whole time. I was watching. I was like, yeah. and here's what it says as a very short Wikipedia entry the film gained a negative reception from critics it holds a 24% rating on Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) isn't that interesting (laughs) the film was not a box office success (laughs) I know I saw it (laughs) you you the only one Yep. Is it on well, Netflix? I'm, yeah, I don't think it's going to be on Netflix. I think you want to go to John Travolta's house and watch it. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. But, hey, we could do this all night and, and would, um, but I got to go and get my father on the Internet. So um, right. let, let's go ahead and um, get down here. Whoa, whoa. Let's do this. Make sure we're recording this and we'll be up um, within a couple of days, say um, August 22nd. Where are you going to be? Where can we see you? We're going to put in the notes where they can get your, your, your two comedy albums. But where can people see you live? Well, I will be um, every Monday in Lansing at 9 o'clock. We, we host a show. It's called Max Monday Comedy Night. Me and three of my buddies, we're there every week, and then we have a rotating cast of, of characters 
that come on. That's every Monday at 9 o'clock. That's why I'm working all my new stuff and all my new jokes and all that. Um, September uh, 15th, I'll be in Portage, Michigan, which is on the west side. All right. And uh, I got a couple more dates. I can give you my web. My website is robjcomedy.com. So I'm right. actually need to update my website pretty soon, and I have a bunch of my dates on there pretty soon. So. All right, we're going to put that in the show notes as well. So robjcomedy.com. Jesse, yep. you want to promote uh, any teaching you do and maybe any, any court appearances you got in, in North Carolina soon <laughs> coming up? <laughs> No, 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 I don't have anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm finishing up a book right now. Uh, and so okay. this is going to be my last work of fiction. Uh, and then I'm going to convert to being a nonfiction writer, but I have remastered the Trojan War from the perspective of the Trojans. Uh, and the Trojans in my book are black. So it's going to be a really okay. interesting thing. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah cool. I've been working yeah, on it for a few cool. months. Yeah. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that. I, I, you can find me as always on Facebook. I'm on there about 23 hours a day. I, I don't know how I make a living these days. Um, I, once while I do a little, uh, little, 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 little speaking, uh, to, to, to make ends meet on, on the side of my Facebooking. Um, and you also can find me, um, in local freeway underpasses. Uh, I would joke for food that sometimes I, you know, I do a little squeegeeing. If you, if you need squeegee, I can do that too. Um, and, uh, but other than that though, thanks so much for, for, for being with us and we're going to see you next time, people.